Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game based upon the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Jack Williams. Does anybody have a match? Gabe as Roy McDonough. It's a me, a Roy Arroyo. And Matt as Rocky Whiteside. You haven't happened to see like half a body crawling through, just just the head and the arms looked a little bloated. Nope, okay. All right, welcome to our players. How is everybody today? Feeling good? Quarantined and socially isolated. So normal? This is, this is normally how I spend my Saturday, sitting in a basement in front of a screen, so. Were you guys able to get out during that 70 degree day we had? We were able to. I was working. I went out. Yeah, we grilled out and uh, had a good time. What was the girl's name? Karen. Listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes or join our Discord server at discord.lovecrafttapes.com. And let's take a peek here. I think we do have a fresh letter to read. Nice. Funky fresh. On Reddit, from Endless Ocean. Regarding case nine, on movie sets, the food truck is called the unit truck. Ooh. People will just say, hey, where's the unit? Or where's unit? Instead of where's catering, etc. Uh. Everyone on set gets what's called a daily. This is that day's shooting schedule with times, location, scene, wardrobe requirements, pyro, stunts, etc. if required. So everyone knows where to be for that setup and who needs to be where and when. Dailies are all over the place on set and are usually printed the night before and dispersed among the cast and crew. Most directors on big sets don't liaise too much with the talent cast. There's a first AD art director who communicates the director's wishes. So the director is in the chair watching the monitor with the DOP. He'll see something, speak to the first AD, who will then shout that to the cast or whoever. That's not always the case, but has been the workflow for 90% of my time on set in both film and TV. Love your work. They call me the unit. That's why we didn't use that term. We didn't want Gabe to get us banned. Because I would have just been there the whole time like, what, me? Hey, dude, where's my unit? Me? This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Well, before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Calling all girls, boys, men, and women. Do you harbor a healthy distrust of any governmental entity? Is that conniving snoop next door always monitoring your activities through oversized binoculars thrust through parted window blinds? Are you positive that your great-aunt Benjamina is really the resurrected spirit of one of your ancestors who discovered the secret to eternal life by tinkering with ancient scrolls and grinding up the corpses of well-known cultists? If you answered, we... To any of these queries, you may be ready for a job in the Omega Red Forces. We are the prototypical, above-average, not-so-friendly neighborhood shadow organization, readying ourselves for the inevitable conflict with unseen forces by thwarting every move of that inferior Delta Green agency. Agency? More like a corner store, whereas we are the supermarket of secret organizations. (laughs) How do we do it? Simple. We turn their agents against them by implanting doubts via remote spellcasting. Some may call it curses. 
We call it progress. While they're busy destroying all evidence that the supernatural is real, we convince their agents of its validity so they'll unconsciously retain certain evidence that they should have destroyed, thereby invalidating the work of Delta Green discreetly. Aren't we little stinkers? Don't worry, though. It's all for the common good. Good being a relative term, of course. So join Omega Red today. We offer the same 401k program with dollar-to-dollar matching, three-week vacation to start, death insurance, and amazing health care from our fully staffed in-house medical professionals. COVID-19 shots are free. Interested? Super. Call 1-800-RED-GLOW to begin your new career with Omega Red now. Listeners be advised, Omega Red totally exists. Any similarity to other shadow organizations is purely intentional. This commercial will repeat every 30 seconds in perpetuity. And we're back! That doesn't really help me because my favorite color is gray. 50 shades of it, huh? No, only 30. I'm partial to 16-bit myself. Whenever I wake up and throw back the covers, then open the windows and see the sun shining, I like to dress up in my polyester two-piece bathing suit. You know the one with the frilly edges and daisy pattern design? It really hugs my figure in a flattering manner, so I'm less self-conscious about the gas mask on my face and the six-shooters holstered low on my hips as I prepare to get groceries out there in a world suddenly full of walking corpses who, for some reason, are clutching rolls of toilet paper and staggering back to their vehicles, which is silly because everybody knows zombies can't drive. Or wipe their butts. Do zombies have butts? No, they have whole butts, not half butts. Oh. Zombie butts! Coming to NBC this summer. A hilarious new post-apocalyptic comedy. Now, dear investigators, we continue Case 10, Praise. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Our trio of detectives continues to explore the secluded cabin in the woods, once belonging to Clyde Bauman, and each of their discoveries makes them more and more uneasy. Rocky experiences an unwelcome epiphany while listening to the old recordings of a cult gathering. Jack attempts to create order out of chaos by cataloging the strange collection of items Bauman kept from during his Delta Green days. Roy tries to make sense of why the property needs a septic tank if the plumbing doesn't connect to it. As night falls, they realize something else might be living up here in the wooded expanse of Wisconsin, something that perhaps shouldn't be living at all. Rocky. Gas can in one hand and flashlight in the other, you enter the tree line with no fear or trepidation. Those numbskulls let this thing loose upon the world, and now it's up to you to clean up their mess. Anyone with half a brain should have known this half-living creature was no longer human. Sure, you've had more experiences with this sort of situation than your hapless companions, but... Wait, where did they go? Weren't they right behind you? Leave it to them to wander away from a fight. You stand stock still, listening to the night sounds of wind sighing through the trees, a faraway owl hooting mournfully about a mile away, and a twig snapping. You swivel your head in that direction. It came from over there, behind that thick pine. Someone, or something, hiding from you, playing games. The stench of seared flesh gives its location away, however. Time to burn Marlene Bauman down to a pile of ash. Carefully tiptoe my way towards that tree, 
Surprise, motherfucker. You go around the tree and you see like this smear of what appears to be some sort of burnt organic material on the ground just behind the tree. Go pick up a stick and poke at it. See if I can't figure out which half of Marlene this was. Give me a spy hidden. Oh, I needed a 60 and I rolled a 71. That's a failure. You poke around a little bit and it sticks to the end of your stick. And it looks like it's just a, a flap of some sort of flesh and then you hear another twig snap sort of off to your left deeper in the forest and you turn and inadvertently step into a rope trap it snags onto your left ankle and hoists you up into the air so you're dangling about if you outstretched your hand it'd be about two foot towards the ground i'm gonna need you to make a dex roll please I needed a 60, I rolled a 66, that's a failure. So both the gas can and your flashlight go flying as soon as you're hoisted in the air. And you see something coming out of the brush toward you. Jack and Roy, instinctually you head off in the same direction, flashlight sweeping the forest in frantic arcs. For just a moment, you think you see a flicker of yellow flame several yards away, but then it's snuffed out, replaced by a gag-inducing stench like that of rotten meat left too long in the hot sun. A tittering laugh echoes from within the dark woods in front of you. It is a mocking challenge, and you feel anger rise in your chest. Delta Green demanded that all evidence be removed. And despite any prior concerns about morality, that evidence now includes what remains of Marlene Bauman. You shudder to think what might happen if she were allowed to escape into the wide open world. Roy. Yeah. We have to get to this quick. I planned on it. You have a lighter or any matches? I have some tear gas. Does that help? It actually might. Pull it and see what happens. What's this little ring do? The stuff isn't so bad. I'm not crying. I get down on on one knee and look up to him, pull the ring. Will you take this rose? We need to get more accelerant. We need more gas. One of us should go back. Which one? Rock, paper, scissors. I'll Rochambeau you for it. I'll do it. I'll be the brave one. All right. I'm going to try to isolate where she's at. I will track her. I'll leave uh, markers so you know where I'm at. All right. Have fun with that track roll. Thanks. All right. So Roy heads back towards the shed. Double time in it, I'm assuming. Like one and a half. One and a quarter. I'm keeping my flashlight hidden as much as I can and just doing quick bursts to see, make sure I'm not running into anything. But I'm going to follow by smell. The stenchier and stinkier it gets... Uh, the closer I know I am to it. All right, uh, that sounds like a nice little track roll, so go ahead. Can it be a big track roll? I need a 58, I rolled a 50, that's a success. He's a goddamned bloodhound. I'm just like... You uh, sniff out and using your uh, flashlight in a dot, dot, dash, 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 dot. (laughs) Sauce. So you, you find her trail, and it's obviously leading deeper into the forest, but you've got a beat on it. I'm just gonna keep up half speed. So Roy can catch back up to me. I'm going to make sure that I'm not walking into anything. Like a rope trap? I don't know what you're talking about. In front of you, you hear the night sounds off in the distance. It's nighttime! But you see a smear? Some smear? It's almost as if it were something bloody and rotting and slightly burnt, dragging itself. I'm going to look a little closer then and see if I can see... If there's anything dug in, like if I can tell how it's moving, then. Yeah, I would say with that track roll that you you get the definite impression that it is dragging itself along with powerful 
hands and claws. I'm going to try to determine by the the distance between each grab and pull how fast it's traveling. Would you say it had a move rate of like three? Just by judging the gait between the claws, it's moving at, I'd say, normal human speed. How's that? Maybe slightly less than okay, that. Okay, cool. So like a two? You're actually kind of impressed that this thing is able to move as fast as this can. You kind of know, too, that this thing is, um, it's only the upper half. Yeah. Roy, you're back to the shed? Scoop up as much gasoline as I can. So you could probably grab two cans. I would imagine that's probably about right. Well, what if I, like, hug them to my chest? Can I get, like, eight? You can get, like, uh, if you were going to hug them to your chest, I'd say three or four. I'll do three. But you'll have to move slowly to, to I'll do back. two. Okay. <laughs> two, two, you can do normal speed. He's fast at normal speed. You see him through the woods? <laughs> Oops, spills it all over himself. Damn it. I better dry this off. <laughs> and so you grab two cans and double time back. So, uh, Rocky, you are now upside down when you see... Marlene's lower half striding toward you. Oh, you bitch. And we're going to go into combat, actually. What's your dex, buddy? 60. Marlene's legs stride out of the underbrush and quickly scuttle toward you. And when she is within five feet of you, you see what appear to be snakes where her hips were. A hell of a pair of suspenders. They lash out toward you like suspenders, snake suspenders, and you realize it's her lower intestines. Oh, nice. Use them to pull yourself down out of the trap in the tree. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You have the opportunity to either fight back. Dodge probably is not viable, although I'll, say, I'll give it to you because basically anything you do is going to be a penalty dice because you're hanging upside down. Well, that's just lovely now, isn't it? No. My best option. Gonna pull out my gun. You could pull it out this round. Whoa. Zip. Excuse Rocky while he whips this out. Mm, but then I'm gonna have to take four freaking points of damage. Yeah, it'd be four points. Chop yourself in half and then fight with the top part of yourself. Aha! I like your thinking, Brian. I like your thinking. In order to escape the rope, you're going to need one of three different skills. And these will still be at a disadvantage. It's going to be climb locksmith or sleight of hand those would be the three skills that would be of any use to you use locksmith my one point in locksmith at a disadvantage (laughs) that sounds like a great idea it makes sense that is if you want to escape it you could also do damage to it yeah that was my other thought was shoot the rope yep you shoot the rope you cut the rope but it has hit points at least for this action you still need to either fight back dodge or perform a maneuver uh can i roll credit rating can i bribe her lower (laughs) half with money to leave to help me down Here's three dollars and seventy-five cents. I found on the couch cushions. Your husband said, "Leave me alone." Cloud two barata. I'm debating if taking the four points is worth it just for this one round or not, because I only have 11. I only have 11, he says. Screw it. I mean, basically, no matter what I do, I'm taking the four points anyway. So I guess we're just going to try for the dodge with the penalty. Not like it matters. I failed the first time anyway. Apply your penalty. It's either a 37 or a 67. You attempt to dodge the ropey strands that are being shot at you, and they encircle your neck. And start choking you. This is a good time, huh? 
And you take four points of damage as your life is being slowly squeezed out of you. Gonna make this really awkward for her by going harder, daddy, and see if it backs. <laughs> she immediately lets go and backs off and goes, dude, that's really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. It works. It works. Dad just screams, consent! So now it is your initiative. So I guess I'm going to pull out my gun and I'm going to shoot her. I guess my priority should probably not be choking to death. Shoot the rope. If I drop, she might let go. No, then you can cuddle her. Duh. So I'm going to shoot the rope that's holding me up because I think my priority needs to be getting rid of that penalty to everything I do. It's go still ahead, a success. That would have been a... I needed a 74. I rolled a 20, but with the penalty, it's a 60, which is still a success. Seven points of damage. Boom. You shoot the rope and you land onto the ground. Into her huge maw waiting for you underneath. <laughs> now you're just legs too. So let's go back to Jack and Roy. Roy, you uh, reach the edge of the forest with your two cans of gasoline. Off to your right, deeper into the forest, you think you see a flash of light that was probably Jack. And it looks like he's probably about 50 yards in the tree line now. Go towards the light. Don't go towards the light. I'm tired. And you hear a gunshot off to your left. I'll continue going towards the light so I can alert Jack. Jack. Yes? You hear uh, Roy coming up behind you. I'm going to shine my flashlight back twice so he knows he's in, heading the right way. And then I'm going to squat down to one knee and wait for him to, to get to me so we can uh, flank whatever this is. Flank steak. I've got the grill going. We needed the gas. It's you heard the gun? I did. Let's go. All right. And we head, head over to where we heard the shot. Tango, tango, delta. M- mango. Iced tea. It's lemonade, man. Each of you give me a spot hidden, please. I got a 37 when I needed a 75. That's a hard success. I got a seven. I needed a 77. I got a 53. That's also a success. It's a flaccid success. So you guys are heading towards where you think you heard this gunshot. And Jack, you hear something above you. The moon. And you turn around and you see Marlene... Her upper half swinging from the treetops, and she reaches out down and tries to rake you with a claw. She doing the Tarzan yell? This is only acceptable if she does the Tarzan yell. George, George, George of the jungle. Brendan Fraser from nowhere, everyone. I'm going to notice it out of the corner of my eye and dive forward into a roll to dodge her attack. I was too smart, I noticed. Go ahead and dodge. I needed a 30, I rolled a 72. He dives forward, but he forgets to roll, so he just face plants and slides along the ground. She did a 75, she rolled an 86, that's also a fail. So what happens is uh, you turn around to see her coming, and you just duck slightly, and she swings over the top of you. Okay, cool. And disappears back into the treetops. Loser! Roy, we need to split up, but stay about 10 yards apart. Let's head over where the shot was fired and lure her in. Okay. Let's go. Serpentine! Serpentine! Serpico. Serpico! And I'll just yell Cobra Kai and run. Sweep the leg, Mike! So you guys are splitting up then? Is that what I heard? Uh, Yeah, we're going to be just about 10 yards apart. Not really split up. That way we can keep an eye on each other, but we're not too far away. If someone gets into a scuffle, like one can head over and help. Are, are you advancing like uh, all the soldiers in Predator? It's more like XCOM. Uh, what, what do you got out? I know there's he's carrying two cans of gas. I still have my uh, short sleeves out, but I think I'm going to pull out that dagger that i grabbed the iron dagger so you got flashlight in one hand and dagger in the other yep i did a fist and i did the two fingers up and circled and he knew what that meant and then he goes later when we get home why don't each of you give me a listen roll please because roy's not too good at listening that's why 
I need a 35. I got a 7. That's an extreme success. I need a 37. I got a 32, which means I'm going to die next roll. Roy is concentrating on hoisting the gas cans, kind of looking up at the tree line, making sure nothing's coming around. And directly in front of him, Marlene swings out of the tree branches. Since your hands are full of gas, tell me what you want to do. Dodge. Or swing the gas cans at her like a blunt weapon. I'm not going to do that. But it looks so fucking cool. It would look cool. (laughs) But it's ineffective. I'm going to dodge. I need a 40. I got a 93. So uh, Marlene needed a 75, and she rolled a 37, which is a hard success. And she rakes your shoulder for three points of damage. What does that give you left? I have three hit points left. Oh, so that was half? Uh, half of what I had, yeah. Yep, so that is basically we need to go into... Unconscious territory. So this is where we all die. You fall to the ground. Ugh. And uh, I'm going to need you to make a con roll. I need a 60, I got a 38, that's a success. So you maintain your consciousness. Jack, you hear a commotion 30 feet away to your left, and you turn to see this shadowy shape swing from the tree branches, and you see Roy just hit the ground. The womp. I'm going to veer off and over and head right towards him. And you find him lying on the ground with uh, his shoulder just torn to shit, bleeding. Why did you shit in your arm? You dumbass. Now you're going to get like worms or something. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a medical physician. I want worms. Just start scooting butt first along the forest floor. Um, I'm going to attempt to do first aid on his shoulder real quick. So first aid must be administered within one hour. Uh, it'll be one hit point recovery. Go ahead and roll that. I need a 30. I can roll the 44. So I failed. I jammed a stick in there. Does this hurt? Exactly. So it looks like his wound is pretty bat off it's kind of deep and just pulsing blood out and you notice too that there is like bits of dead flesh around the ragged holes and of course what he's doing to you roy is just pretty painful actually he's not doing a good job ouch 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 i'll quit it i really don't appreciate your help the pain is quite unbearable i'm gonna pee on it where'd she go she went that way can you move I don't know. Can I move, Jeremy? You're fine. You are no longer prone. Yeah, I can move. We need to keep moving. But he can only carry one can of gas, obviously. I need you to carry me. Put the dagger away and grab one of the cans and keep the flashlight out. We need to move as fast as we can. And I'll go slower. Chariots of fire speed. Ding, 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 ding. I'm the guy from uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Give me a psychology roll. Oh, come on, bruh. I need an 11. I got a 1. Whoa, I needed a 10. I got a 21. You guys are warily making your way. Now, of course, Roy is on high alert because of what just happened to him. And he's watching the tree line a lot more closely this time around. A little on the paranoid side, even, at this point, And just looking frantically left and right. But Jack is a little more concerned with... Probably Rocky's well-being. And so is trying to focus. He thinks he sees something glinting right up about 30 yards in front behind this big white pine. Something's going on over there. And Marlene scuttles around the side of another tree and tries to bite Jack. 
I'll bite your ankles off. And you see this disgusting jaw is misaligned. The teeth rotted inside. She's all gums. And her, the corners of her mouth have split so she can open her mouth like twice as wide as a normal human being. And Roy shoves you from behind out of the way of her snapping jaws. But you still can't forget what that thing looked like close up. So I'm going to need a sanity roll from you, please. All right. You heard him, Roy. Your sanity roll for you. Roy's okay. No, 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 no. It's Roy that has to... I'm willing to bet that my sanity is a lot worse than yours. I needed an 80, which is pretty high. I rolled a 98, which is a success. Oh, wait. I failed. I'm going to need you to roll D4, please. The D4. A one. Take one point of sanity damage and tell me how you react. You'll have an involuntary reaction to this. All of a sudden, I get a shove from behind. I have no idea what the hell's going on. I turn around and go, what are you doing? As I see her, the back of her head facing me, as I realize what's happening, her head spins around with a huge grin and she disappears back into the trees. And I just stumble back onto my ass. Ass backwards. Let's go back to Rocky. I'm still here. Uh, what would you like to do while she attempts to continue squeezing the life out of you? Her intestines wrapped around your throat. Now that I don't have a penalty die for shooting because I'm not hanging upside down, I'm going to take a shot at her where I think the intestines are connecting on the inside. Got it. So you're fighting back. So go ahead and give me that sweet roll. I needed a 74. I rolled a 7. That is an extreme success. All right. I needed a 75. I rolled a 53, which is a success, but you have a higher degree of success so your fight back prevails two points of damage you are not so happy to see that the bullet passes through one of her legs and the hole closes up automatically guns don't do nothing it's almost as if she has some sort of regenerative properties as well as the thick leathery desiccated hide provides her some sort of armor and it is your turn, Rocky. I guess in a desperate attempt to stop her from choking me, I'm going to just grab onto one of the intestines and yank and see if I can't, like, rip it. And uh, she's just going to fight back, I think. I needed a 25. I rolled a 90. I uh, needed a 75. She rolled an 82. So that's a fail and a fail. So the intestines are just sort of slippery in your hands. You managed to ease the tension on your neck that it didn't do any damage this round. But now it's the next round and uh, she's going to do her thing. So what would you like to do? I'm going to like wipe my hands on the forest floor to get dirt on them to act kind of like a grip. And I'm going to go for the intestines again. I needed a 25. I rolled a 7. That's a hard success. Nice. I needed a 75. I rolled a 40. That is a success, but not as good. I'm going to grab, but this time before I yank, I'm going to twist. And then I'm going to very forcefully squeeze as hard as I can and yank on one of them. And it pops. It rips. And this black ichor squirts out of both ends of the intestine tract, one of which is still looped around your neck, and the disembodied legs stumble back a couple steps. And you're able to draw in breath. It's now your turn, so... Now I have a split second, and it's kind of reeling around. I'm going to look on the floor and see if I can find, like, a maybe, like, a, a broken tree branch or just a pointy stick. There's plenty of 
pointy, pointy sticks. So I'm going to grab one of the, the pointy sticks off the ground, and I'm going to just try and jab it as hard as I can into... Because I know she'll it'll close up, so I'm hoping it kind of closes the wound with the stick still inside of her, and maybe that'll do... And she's going to try to dodge. So you go ahead and fight Brawl. I needed a 25. I rolled a 9. That is a hard success. And uh, she needed a 43 to dodge it, but rolled a 50, so that's a fail. The thick tree branch that you found has a really nice sharp point on it and it sinks easily into the flesh and squishy uh, midsection it goes through both thighs and now she has to run at her knees (laughs) i just go in between two close together trees and she gets stuck (laughs) the stick won't fit through so she just keeps bumping into the trees you've pierced her quite well and uh since that was a hard success let's go ahead and say it's a d6 how's that sound so that is six points of damage um you see black ichor oozing out of the wound that you made and it stumbles backwards and actually falls to the ground and the stick pins it to the ground but it starts spinning around in circles kicking its feet it's trying to take off jack and roy you hear from where jack you thought you saw that commotion heard clearly some sort of combat is going on and then a lot of scrambling around in the dark they must be making eggs let's go bacon too electric boogaloo we need to double time this and i'm gonna start sprinting towards where i heard the gunshot and where i do hear the commotion and I'll go with them. All right. So, yeah, you guys arrive to the scene. You see Rocky. He's holding out his hands as, as if he were holding some sort of spear. But his, his hands are empty. But you see Marlene's lower extremities pinned to the ground, spinning around in circles. Rocky, are you okay? <laughs> I am now. <clears throat> Quick, shoot him. Shoot the sickness out of him. I'll kick him in the gut. Roy, gas. And I point at the legs. And I'll pour them on the legs. I set my gas can down um, by the white tree. Stand up and dust myself off and straighten off my jacket. I'm going to pull him in close and go, the other half's in the trees above us. Well, fuck. No, no, in the trees. And I'm going to quickly look around for my flashlight and grab it. You got that. And Roy, as these guys are doing that, you finish pouring the gas onto the lower extremities. You see that the stick that was holding it to the ground is starting to pull out of the earth. And it's still thrashing. Um, Light it on fire. I don't have means to do that. You don't have to be mean about it. Grab two stones and click them together. That's what works, right? I'll scrape my titanium spork across the tree. See if I can get a spark. Roy, here's the lighter. And then I'm going to push my hand on Rocky's chest and push him back a bit and pick up the other gas can as I do it. To allow for the fumes which will ignite as soon as he flicks that lighter. And I'll flick the lighter and yell, it's just been revoked. So the Zippo flips onto the thrashing legs and instantaneously the gas just explodes and this burning, disgusting smelling mass of flesh somehow still alive, even as it's burning. You hear these pops of fat sizzling. That's how you get it nice and juicy. And why don't each of you give me a spot hidden, please? I needed a 60. I rolled a 71. That's a failure. I needed a 75. I got a 3. That's an extreme. I needed a 77. I got a 92. That's also a failure. Jack, you're a little taken back by Rocky's appearance because he looks like he's he's got this loopy rope of intestine just hanging from his shoulders that's sort of dripping this black ooze. And you kind of have a little bit of a flashback to Marlene's disgusting... A grotesque face. So you're just kind of looking at that in abject terror. Rocky is feeling 
pretty good right now because the thing that had just attacked him is now burning at his feet and you feel this euphoric rush you are more alive than ever in this thing its death is what's enabling you to feel alive because he's insane roy is all business she said it's revoked flip the zippo and then knew instinctually that the other part of Marlene is nearby. And because you spotted her so easily the first time, you know exactly where she's going to be. And you spot her about 40 yards in the distance, back the way you came from, in a treetop lit by the flames coming off her lower extremities. You see just her eyes glowing in the firelight. I yelled at Jack to get the other gas can ready. I'm ready. She's coming this way. And then when I notice him getting his can ready, I'm going to see if I can find the one that I dropped and see if it still has anything left in it. Yeah, it's right there at the base of the tree. Cool. I'm going to grab it, and I'm also going to prepare it. Kind of get ready to toss it. Does um, Roy have any left in his, or did he empty it out? We'll say his is gone. Roy, you're on gas duty, and I hand him the can. I pull out that iron knife and my flashlight, and we're going to keep Roy in the middle. You lead the way. And I'll, uh, I'll start walking towards her, or I'll point out the direction, and we'll kind of walk together. So yeah, you get about maybe 10 yards closer, and the flashing eyes disappear in the treetops. She closed her eyes! She blinked! She can't see us. We can't see her. That's how it works, right? Everybody stay frosty. Sponsor us, Wendy's. Roy is trying to do a track. Roy is in the front. I got a 16. I needed a 10. I'm going to spend the luck. Grab Jack's nostrils and, like, flare him up so that way he can use his bloodhound senses to sort of track her. And we'll start going in that direction. And they smelled him. Jack rolled a uh, track. Yep, I needed a 58. I got a 57 just because he spread my nostrils a little wider than they normally are. So, yeah, you definitely uh, catch a scent of... Because it's ingrained in your DNA now, it seems. I point and I go... And you track her to that same location where you started to see where she had dragged herself. And you see fresh tracks of her, like fresh smears of this decayed uh, material scraping along the ground. And track her about another 90 yards. At this point, you are almost attuned unnaturally or supernaturally, to both her scent and it's almost as if the um, tree line is starting to thin out above you, letting in a little bit of the starshine, and your vision becomes so focused in on her trail. You can see the glisten of wetness on the leaves and the sticks and the, on the, the pine needles all dried out on the forest floor as you crunch along. And before you know it, the forest line gives way to a large field of brambles thick intertwining shrubs that are desiccated and dead looking and there is a dark dark hole right in the center of it seeing the hole and i'm going to see the trail lead directly to the hole. My first assumption is that she's going to be trying to escape through a tunnel or a cave of some kind. Move forward. Burn whatever's in that hole. I'm going to watch the perimeter. I have a feeling we're being tricked. And I'm going to stay back about probably five yards from them, just watching around the whole area to make sure that we're not being flanked. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah. I'm going to move in behind Roy. Start going forward. How close are you going to attempt to get to this opening? Five feet. Let's say you get to within 15 feet. And Roy, you can now see 
Those two eyes staring out from the darkness deep within this burrow. And she is clearly watching your every move. Sort of be taken aback. Take like a little step back, but know what needs to be done. You see her in there? Yeah, she's with us. Why do you pursue me? Just following orders. Just like my husband. Our orders involve your husband. He was a bad man. That sucks. His name was Bruce Wayne. No. My husband was Batman. Just let me go. Can't do that, I'm afraid. There are certain things in this world that, well, let's say, don't need to remain in this world. Bugshash shall have his revenge on you. And you see a bony finger emanate from the hole and point directly to Rocky. I'm going to turn to Jack. Write that down. Write that down. One second. It's sort of echoing from within this nest of brambles. Bugshot. I assume that's the name of this so-called filler of space that I've been hearing so much about lately. Oh, you know him. And he knows you. Afraid I've never met him. He's very nice. Uh, not really. Kind of creepy. He has lots of eyes. I mean, last time I visited, he didn't even, like, offer me anything to drink or didn't ask if I wanted, like, maybe, you know, a snack or something. It was, it was terribly rude. Sounds like he's a bad host. Uh, he's very. He needs a new one. Ooh, snicker, snicker. Oh, I get it. He likes to fill space. space. Yeah, I understood that, yeah. Let me explain it further. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's stalling! <laughs> I'm gonna start to circle around. Is it like like a den? It's all these brambles, and behind it is just a field of brambles. So think of it like a cave entrance. A hobbit hole? Like Rocky. We need to burn the field. Roy, start pouring. And I'll uh, start pouring. And as soon as you do, the gasoline is trickling towards the entrance, and she comes flying out. Just digging in her hands, dragging herself toward you. I'll just say, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. We can talk about this. Time out. So Marlene comes racing directly towards Royk, who is holding the gas can and pouring the gas in. Dude. So she is going to launch herself at you. And I'm going to dodge. Oh, come on. I need a 40. I got a 20. That's a hard dodge. I needed a 75, and I rolled an 18. So you managed to dodge out of the way as Marlene comes racing out of the den. Because she's now covered in the gasoline, I'm going to take a step back so I'm not standing in the gasoline anymore. And I'm going to flick the lighter and toss it at her. So that is going to be... We're just going to say that's a throw, isn't it? I need a 20. I got a 51. That's a fail. So uh, you try to throw the Zippo... And it goes out, landing closes, and uh, she is going to uh, attempt to grapple you. She needed 75, she rolled 11. That's going to be three damage. I'm dead. You guys see her just launch herself onto Roy and pin him to the ground and just bite into his chest. Ouch. And they are both now slathered in gasoline, sort of 
in a puddle of gasoline where he finished pouring it out. He's used to fire, though. He has what? Uh, he has like a plus ten percent resistance to fire damage. So you are currently marked as dying, and so your hit points are zero. In the current round, someone can administer successful first aid. That would be uh, basically one hit point to stabilize you. Otherwise, it's a series of con rolls. And I've had such a good rolling streak. I can't imagine those are going to go well. It is now currently Rocky's turn at sixty. Okay, so in one move, can I pick up the Zippo, go over to where Marlene is, like bear hug, grapple her, and try and rip her off of Roy? Boy, I don't know that you could do both those things. You can do the grapple, and then I'll let you have a dex roll, and if you roll hard, you grab the lighter. Okay, we got grapples for grapples. Grapples for grapples. She's going to try to dodge you. I had a grapple. They're pretty good. I needed a 25. I rolled an 8. That's a hard success. Uh, she needed a 43 to dodge, and she rolled a 46, so that's a fail, so she did not dodge you. You grab hold of her and throw her off, but it doesn't do any damage to her. It feels like her exterior is just so leathery, it's almost like awesome armor. Now, I believe you owe me a uh, dex, don't you? I needed a 60, I rolled a 64, that's a failure. So you're so taken aback by the fact that her upper extremities are taking no damage. You reach out for the lighter that's sitting in some gasoline, and she yanks your hand back. And you both roll away about five feet from Roy and the Zippo. Jack, knife! I quickly turn around and run back to the cabin. <laughs> See you, losers! I'm out of here! Finally! Yeah, obviously I'm going to go for the, the lighter. Roy is dying. And I will remind you that current round, someone did Mr. Successful First Aid will temporarily stabilize him. So getting the lighter and doing first aid, I can't do it the same in, in one round, is what I'm hearing. That's correct. So then I'll just do the first aid and leave the lighter. I'll give you the same sort of thing where you can do a hard dex roll. Okay. It's not going to be good. I only have a 30, but... So you scramble to Roy's side, and you see the, the pulsing blood coming out of his chest... And then I'm going to put my hand on his chest and push real hard. I needed a 30 and I rolled a 69. I should have got the lighter instead. So are you going to let that stand? Uh, I have to. I don't have enough luck to spend it to get it any lower. I could push the roll and I'm not going to be responsible for killing Roy. Sorry. So can I roll my decks to uh, see if I can go get the lighter, realizing that I can't help him? That he's Yes, you'll need a hard. I needed a 60. I rolled an 8. That's an extreme success. All right. You are now in possession of the Zippo. So uh, we are at the end of that round, and it is now currently Marlene's turn. Hey, Rocky. Hey. What would you like to do as she twists around in your grasp and goes to bite you on your neck? As she twists her neck around, I'm just going to grab her head and try and continue the twist around to get her head to rotate all the way back. He does the twist around. Let's go ahead and roll those puppies. I needed a 25. I rolled a 53. That's a failure. She needed a 75, and she rolled a 75. And she uh, sinks her teeth into your throat for three points of damage. How's that do for you? I'm down to four. So, Roy, we're going to need you to make a con roll, please. Constitution, brother. I need a 60. I got a 43. So you do not die this round? Thank God. Rocky. I'm going to attempt to just shove her off of me and try and scramble back away from her a bit. She's going to fight back then. Roll for shove. I needed a 25 rolled an 82. That's a failure. She needed a 75. She rolled a 2. That's an extreme success. She smiles at you and grabs hold of either side of your head and starts pulling it until your spine separates from the base of your neck. Jack. You see Roy give a lurching gasp, and then a slow, lingering sigh as his lungs collapse. Then you hear this bone-crunching, popping sound over your shoulder, 
and you see Marlene nearly decapitate Rocky. I don't like it so much, Jim. You see his eyes glaze over lifeless. It's not time for Dunkin' Donuts. And loll to the side. I want to light her on fire. Rush up behind her as she's focusing on what is remaining of Rocky. And I'm going to light her back on fire. You're going to roll me a fighting brawl. And as long as you don't fumble it, we'll call it a success. Unless she dodges it. I needed a 25 and rolled an 8, which is a hard success. She needed a 43. She rolled a 62. That is a fail. She ignites on fire and starts screaming. Well, shut up already. Can I kick her off of Rocky as she's on fire? Sure. All right, I'm going to do that. And she rolls away and the gas just ignites her. And you hear this piercing wail spiraling into the trees. And you're standing there. Panting as she's burning behind you, Roy is lying on the ground, unconscious, but clearly failing fast. And Rocky has blood trickling out of his lifeless mouth onto the ground. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft Tapes. Holy schnick. Time to pull up my backup character Your backup sheet. backup character sheet. My theory is that I'll die. If we would have just burned her in the last episode, like I said. Oh, yeah, because you did such a great job convincing us. You were just like, I don't wanna. I said multiple times that there is no way a normal human being could survive locked up down there for Yet as long as you did as not she do did. anything to explain to us what it might be other than a normal human being. You were just like, nah, dudes, let's Can we not. go back and just start the episode right after, right at that one? All right, guys. Well, now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please roll d100 brian matt gabe and then me so brian start us off i am gonna recommend onward the new pixar movie it was released on disney plus right away but uh, i watched it last night um really good flick it basically it takes place in a mythical land where quests and magic were commonplace but over time technology and advancement took over and they forgot about magic and nobody wanted to leave their houses they did did their normal life stuff kind of like we do now on his 16th birthday ian who was played by tom holland he's an elf He's given a staff that was left to him by his father, who he never really got to meet. He died when he was young. And they go on to qu- go on a quest to try to bring their father back for one day. The magic would allow them to bring their dad back and spend one more day with their father. And the quest uh, goes from there, and magic starts to return, and there's adventures, and there's manacores, and there's dragons, and it's really cool. It's uh, really great animation. It's It's got a lot of feeling, a lot of heart. Uh, people People grow by realizing what they have rather than what they don't think that they have. It's got that little lesson in there. Just be thankful for what you do have. It's Onward by Pixar. It's on Disney Plus, and I'm assuming you could probably rent it somewhere. Next up is Matthew. Tabletop Simulator is a physics sandbox type environment specifically designed to allow you to play any kind of tabletop board game with your friends over the internet. Uh, Now, the controls are not the most graceful things out there, but once you 
kind of take a few, you, you take a bit of time to kind of adapt to how things work and you might have to modify a rule here or there to fit within the constraints. But once you get things going, it works really well. I've been playing it with some friends for the past couple of days. We've done everything from simple games like Uno and Exploding Kittens all the way up to last night playing a full game of Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill. And we had a good time with it. It was it was a lot of fun. And the best part is, is with the Steam Workshop integration, you can find pretty much any game you could possibly imagine. Like we have, we have yet to find a game that is not on the workshop that somebody has made that we can play for free. And that includes, you know, full on Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or whatever RPG system you want up to Jeremy's very beloved Gloomhaven. So you can do pretty much any game you want. You can play with up to 10 people and it's only 20 bucks. It's great because they added uh, the ability to do basic scripting in with your games. So there are people who have taken stuff like Gloomhaven and made scripted versions where it literally step-by-step walks you through like character creation and setting the game up. And it does a lot of people create games where the game itself handles a lot of the minutia for you, which just makes it even easier. Gabe, what you got for us? I'm taking a page out of Jeremy's book, and I'm going to recommend Veronica. It's a Glenn Danzig written and directed horror movie. It's bad. I watched it last night. It was a blast. Uh, It's an anthology with no connection between them in any way, except that there is a uh, Mistress of the Dark type that tells every story. It's a very absurd movie where everything that you see you can just laugh at, and uh, it's just all guts and grime and just a lot of fun. They don't do X ratings anymore, but it probably would be if they did. Just a little warning. It's so much fun to see the mind of Glenn Danzig doing these kinds of things because you can tell, yeah, that's what that looks like when you watch it. Uh, He wrote all the music for the movie, so that's kind of cool if you like the Misfits like I do or just Danzig like I do. It's like The Room but for horror movies. That's how I would describe it. That level of poor quality but fun to watch. Get some friends. Get on and watch that. It's Veronica. Spelled not at all how you think it's spelled. Okay, cool. We'll check that out. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I am going to recommendo Alamo Draft Houses. Alamo at Home Virtual Cinema. They've developed a system where, in partnership with uh, individual distributors of weird genre movies, um, they've managed to figure out a way to get us some cool movies without having to go to the theater. Uh, So they have uh, initiated or implemented Terror Tuesdays and Weird Wednesdays, which are two regular events at their cinemas, where Terror Tuesday has obviously horror movies like Centipede Horror and Spookies, which we're watching this coming Tuesday. And Weird Wednesday is more of esoteric genre stuff. So there is a famous movie called Roar. It's this movie made back in the 70s by one uh, one of the producers on The Exorcist. Decided that he was going to direct and star in a movie about a family who lives on a jungle cat reserve. And they do it for real. And his wife at the time is Tippi Hedren from The Birds. And their daughter, Melanie Griffith. The, The tagline is, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie, but over 70 cast and crew members were. Melanie Griffith had to have facial reconstruction after being mauled by a tiger or lion. She almost lost an eye. Tippi Hedren broke her leg. The director and star received multiple puncture wounds and developed gangrene. And there's just all these great stories, backstories about this crazy, crazy movie. And the movie itself has a narrative, but uh, that's just one one thing that uh, is coming out. Just 
an amazing way for if you miss the Alamo Draft House experience like I do, this is one way you can get a little bit of that fix because they do their pre-shows in front of the thing. It's a separate download. And then they also do some Q&A and uh, backup stuff. So it's pretty awesome that these guys are doing this. All I can say is make sure you have some really good beer in the fridge. Alamo is also uh, releasing some of their recipes. And so uh, next Tuesday, I'm actually making their buffalo cauliflower. That is Alamo Draft House. And, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan, but I highly, highly recommend if you like genre movies at all, give these guys a couple bucks because they're actually donating the money back to their staff who are laid off. I'm excited. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecraftapes.com with links to our hashtag recommendos and social media channels. So you can do Reddit, YouTube, or Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. I'm dead at the real weird kid. And if you want to pay me back to life, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. If anybody, anybody out there can help me get them to the Joppa, reach out to me at Brian Podcast. <laughs> Until next time, roll for first aid. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Gabe, please be safe. I know you're young and you can fight it off, but... I don't want you to give it to me when you come home at night, okay? I've already given it to you. I don't even <gasps> yeah, no, have no, no, it. No, 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 I, I mean the virus. Oh. I didn't mean the chicken leg and the whoop whoop. Not the drumstick again. <laughs> Bend over. Here comes the drumstick. Well, you guys don't have nicknames for it? Old Sparky. Call mine the Gatorade bottle. Oh, ow, <laughs> ow. It's got the ridge on there. Oh, <laughs> ow. That little plastic ring around it that you can never get off. It's chafing me. That's why they call him Mr. Cellophane. Karen. <laughs> Fucking Karen, man. <gasps> really, man? Congratulations. Nice. Well, I mean, she kept asking to see my manager, so. <laughs> You're like, all right, here is my. <laughs> well, I don't have a manager, but here's some Gatorade. <laughs> hey, Matt. Yes, Brian. Do you have any uh, extra dark bleach? I ran out. I actually just got a shipment in from from Auntie Amazon yesterday. I mean, if you want to borrow some, I can... How did Amazon get their hands on HW Industries' top-selling dark bleach? See, HW Industries wanted to break into the the online shipping business, so they started anti-Amazon. Oh, I don't get it. And? And now you can order all the dark bleach you want and have it delivered to your door two days ago. I think my favorite part about the dark bleach is that it kills 101% of any living or undead viruses. This is a very convenient feature. Also, you you know you have to be you have to be a little bit careful when you're using it. I I heard there was a guy who accidentally spilt some on himself, and now he's not he's not around anymore. Yeah, not so good. And his wife doesn't have legs now. <laughs> yeah. You don't need legs. No, it's it dissolves pretty much anything. So, do you mind if I uh, swing over? I've got my mask and my gloves, so I won't I won't contaminate you. Oh yeah, no, come on, come on over. Okay, I'm already here. Oh well. 
I'm behind you. What? Give me your bleach. HW Industries presents Dark Bleach. So she attacks, and I stop to talk to her, because I'm psychologizing her, and I convince her that her self-worth matters, and that she's an important person, and then she just thanks me so much that she doesn't attack us anymore. She then goes on to write a best-selling self-help novel, becomes a New York Times best-selling author. Sports Center for the Soul. <laughs> Tuesdays with Marlene. Uh, yeah, so what really happens is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but ours is such a better conclusion to the story. (laughs) Everyone wins, not just some of us. Look in your inventory, Rocky. I don't have anything. I had a bunch of stuff, and then when we went to Delta Green, I lost everything, so... Didn't you... Did you take anything from the house, though? Oh, I I technically have a tear gas canister, but considering this is just a pair of legs, I doubt that's going to do anything. (laughs) That's true. Pull the pin, stick it inside of the guts, and let go. I still don't think that's going to do it. So it would be cool. Uh, Let a rat loose so the snakes leave to chase the rat. Smart. That's smart thinking. That's smarty. I'm big brain. Put the frog on the back of the alligator, then they cross the... I guess I'd just leave then. I mean, if you don't have anything to fight with, we'll just do it another day. (laughs) Be like, time out, time out. I didn't bring anything. I didn't know we were doing this today. I thought we were just going to read notes. (laughs) We're like, car, car, we have to get out of the street, and she's going to let go, and I'm just going to run the other way. That's what I'm saying. Just everybody give up. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Well, I'm trying to remember what happened to the Zippo, because somebody picked it up, and I can't remember who. I think it, I think I it was Rocky it, picked no. it up. I never had it no, in no, the first place. No, no, I picked it up. The Zippo yeah. hit the back of Marlene, lit her on fire, dropped you to the ground. You picked it up, Brian. And when I you didn't guys put it in my inventory. The, when you entered the uh, forest, someone picked it up, and I can't remember okay. who it was. I think it, it was, was Brian. Brian. I'm gonna All right, everybody says this to you, Brian. Okay, I, I will... Uh... If we fuck this up like we do lots of other things, let us know by leaving us a letter from beyond. <laughs> Please. And I'm out here getting yelled at. Um, actually, uh... And she's going to attempt to judge. Judge it? Judge it. I don't think you can judge. Let me see. Let me find that in the roll. <laughs> How do you define a judge? You gotta judge it, buddy. If you don't judge it, nobody's gonna know. Nice. I always like a Pixar movie for a little tear shedding. Yeah, it wasn't super sad. Well, I'm not watching it. He died of cancer, but it was a happy movie. (laughs) Yeah, you know. It was a movie called Down. (laughs) So the funeral for Rocky starts immediately if you want to... uh, (laughs) Immediately? (laughs) If you want to leave me a nice message about how great he was and how much you loved him, you know where to get me. Uh, Also, the voting for my next terrible accent for my backup character starts within the next day or so, so you know. Make it French, please. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho! I think we should look in the closet. <laughs> I spit in your general direction. Twee. Yeah, it needs to be something bad. Belgian, go. Jean-Claude Van Damme, go. I can't. I can't do it. Oh, hi, Gabe. Oh, hi, Jack. 